0: Good morning to all of you and welcome to our service this morning. Every year our country stops to observe 2 minutes silence on Armistice Day to mark the end of the First World War. It is a day when as a nation we seek to remember and to honour those who gave their future for our present. This silence is held to honour and to remember those who not only died in two world wars, but also to remember and to honour the more than 12,000 British servicemen and women who have been killed or injured since the end of the Second World War. As we prepare our hearts for this silence, let us listen to these words from Scripture. From the book of Psalms, we are reminded, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We draw encouragement and comfort from the prophet's words in the book of Lamentations when he says, This I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Friends, will you please join me in two minutes of silence. They shall not grow old, as we who are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. Friends, while we have taken time to remember the past, it is also important that we give thoughts to the future. For the way that we conceive of the future shapes the contours and determines the tone of all our actions, words and thoughts in the present. If we have no sense of the future, we live listlessly, carelessly, we live badly. Our readings this morning are centred on hope. Hope is a response to the future, a future that has its foundations in the promise of God. Hope is not a Christian doctrine about the future. Rather, Christian hope is a gift, sustained and cultivated cultivated by God's grace, sustained and cultivated by his promises to us. Let's give ourselves to Stephen's reading of Psalm 20.
1: Our first passage this morning comes from Psalm 20 reading from the New International Version. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart And make all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when you are victorious. And will lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He answers him from his holy heaven with the saving power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. O Lord, save the King, answer us when we call.
0: Friends, will you join me now in the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us for our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and for evermore. Amen. And now Stephen will bring us our second reading from the book of Revelation.
1: Our second reading comes from the book of Revelation at chapter 22, reading verses 1 to 5. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign for ever and ever. In
0: Flanders fields the poppies blow between the crosses row on row that mark our place. And in the sky the larks, still bravely singing, fly, Scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead, short days ago we lived, Felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were well loved And now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe, To you from failing hands we throw the torch, Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders' fields. There are over 100,000 war memorials in the UK. Sadly, that is 100,000 too many. War, by its very nature, brings out the best, but more often than not, the worst in humanity. It can be marked by moments of awe-inspiring sacrifice and at other times, all too often, by terrifying savagery. Soldiers speak of the long hours and days of boredom, followed by brief, intense, often chaotic moments of conflict, where acts of incredible bravery are witnessed on both sides of the conflict. Some people will choose not to participate this morning in services like this because they think we have come to glorify war. But we are not. There is no glory in war. We are here to mark, to pay respect, to remember the men and women who died, not because they wanted to. No. They died in the hope that we, their descendants, would get to live in a better, safer, happier world. We remember today out of respect, out of gratefulness for their selflessness. We remember today out of a sense of responsibility and duty that we owe to those, to those who would never grow old, to work for peace and the better world that they hoped for. My great uncle fought in the First World War. He's one of the first of those men who came over from Ireland to volunteer. He volunteered because there was no conscription in Ireland at the time. Thankfully, he survived the war. But when he came home, he decided to join a monastery and gave the rest of his life to prayer for the cause of peace. Today, in our nation, we will bow our heads and in those brief two minutes, we will remember respectfully those who sacrificed their tomorrows for our today. But as we pause today to remember, we might also take time to reflect on the thought that those we honour did not give their tomorrows so that we could become better at building bigger and better armies. Nor did they do it so that we could build Technologically more advanced armaments. In truth, they gave it so that we would not have to do what they did. They gave all they had for a better day for you and me. When we bow our heads, we bow them not just in respect for remembrance, but also in the sober knowledge and the sober determination that their sacrifice would not be in vain that we would work with all of our might for the peace they so dearly wished we, their descendants, would enjoy. In truth, every generation receives a charge, a time of stewardship of the world. Today, when we bow our heads in respect for the sacrifice that others made, we will not bow them at hearts dulled by sentiment and minds muted by sorrow. Rather, we will bow them with a determined resolve, to do what we can do today and will do tomorrow and all the tomorrows that the Lord will grant us to make this world a better, safer, more welcoming place for future generations. The pursuit of peace, whether it is at international, national, local, communal, family or personal levels, it is a tough and demanding task. It takes courage to daily face the challenge and not to back down. It demands a willingness to risk being creative and original in the pursuit of a good goal. It will take and does take determined and dogged wills. Sadly, we have not always been good at it. In the first 10 years of this 21st century, two million children have died because of war. 5 million have been handicapped, 1 million have been made orphans, 12 million have been made homeless, 10 million traumatized by post-traumatic stress. And yet, even though we have not always been our best in the pursuit of peace, we must not resign nor relent in its pursuit. We ought to draw strength from the promises read to us from Psalm 20, and encouragement and hope from the promise of the words that were read to us from Revelation chapter 22. This is what God calls us to, as his people, to be makers of peace, makers of peace. I want to close with a story that I hope will in some way encourage you in your personal pursuit of peace. It's called The Weight of a Snowflake. "'Tell me the weight of a snowflake,' a robin once asked a dove. "'Nothing, more than nothing,' replied the dove. "'Well, in that case, I must tell you a marvellous story,' said the robin. "'I sat on the branch of a fir tree, close to its trunk, when it began to snow. "'Not heavily, not in a raging blizzard. "'No, just like in a dream, without a sound and without violence.' Since I did not have anything better to do, I counted the snowflakes, settling on the twigs and the needles of my branch. And their number was exactly 3,741,952. But when the 3,741,953rd snowflake landed on the branch, that which weighs, as you say, nothing more, more than nothing, the branch broke. Having told his story, the robin flew away. The dove, a recognized authority on peace, thought about the robin's story for a while and finally said to herself, Perhaps there is only one person's voice lacking for peace to come to the world. God bless you, church. Friends, will you join me in a prayer for all those who have suffered as a consequence of war and even today are enduring the terrors of war? Living God, we thank you for the gift of your peace. We seek that gift today for ourselves and for all humankind. Will you grant us, your church, the inner serenity which you alone can give, the inner serenity that enables and empowers us to become messengers of your peace in a strife-torn world. Lord, grant us peace in our hearts. We pray for all those who have been broken and are being broken by war and battle, for those who weep, and for those who can no longer weep, for those who feel the anguish and for those who have lost the capacity to feel. Today, we think of our fellow human beings, whether they be Germans or Italians, Japanese or Russians, Argentinians or Iraqis, people from Afghanistan and other parts of the world, people like ourselves, remembering our dead, struggling to forgive, and to overcome bitterness praying and hoping for peace with them god and for them and ourselves we ask grant us peace in our day we lift up those who have and are suffering injury disfigurement for those for whom death is a constant threat those whose nerves and bodies are strained beyond endurance who because of conflict had felt streams of compassion dry up within them. Whatever the colour of their skin, we pray for them. Whatever the sound of their tongue, we pray for them. Whatever the insignia they wear, we pray for them. Lord, have mercy on us all and grant us all peace in your world. All this we ask in the name of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now, friends, the benediction. Lord, as we go out into this day, send us out to be beacons of peace in a world of conflict. Make us instruments of peace for whoever we meet and wherever we go. In the name of the Prince of Peace, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, people.